The 6 O'Clock Six Pack with Dave Mann. News Radio 610 WTVN. Just a quick reminder tomorrow morning, Joe Riley will announce the winner for this $1,000 Diamonds Direct gift card. So if you've not signed up, you should do that now, like right now. If you're, you know, if you're able, if you're not driving, of course, but, uh, and if you are driving, just make a mental note. When I get home, I got to get signed up for this because, uh, like I said, it's, it's a thousand dollar diamonds direct gift card. And the original idea was that maybe you really dropped the ball on Valentine's day. So if that's the case, here's your shot to, uh, your shot at redemption. If you went big on Valentine's day, it's still nice to win this because you stick it in your pocket for the upcoming birthday or Next Christmas or is it? Yeah, I mean, see, yeah, it works. So just uh, get to 610WTVN.com. Keyword contest gets signed up. Joel Riley has your winner tomorrow morning. The 6 o'clock six-pack with Dave Mann. Have you ever, well, it's the old saying, no good deed goes unpunished. And I want to talk about your experiences where this has happened tonight. Sometimes, especially when when you're talking to a kid, a young adult, and you use that phrase, no good deed goes unpunished, and they kind of look at you like, you're not saying that right. And you go, no, I'm saying exactly right. Because a lot of times they're still, you know, maybe too naive to realize uh, that, yeah, (laughs) you try to do good things for people and often you get burned in the deal. To this day, a moment that sticks out in my mind that forever just chaps my rear end. Some friends of mine and I were going to meet downtown for a, uh, a preseason Blue Jackets game. This was, this was years ago. It was on a Sunday afternoon. And I think it was probably early to mid-October, if I remember correctly. Something like that. Anyway, I, uh, I'm parking my car on High Street. A bunch of us were going to meet at the old, uh, what did that place used to, frog, bear, boar, wild goose, ferret, something like that. We were going to meet at that place and have, have some beers before the game. So I'm trying to park my car. I'm, I'm parallel parking on High Street. Right in that area by the convention center where the, the bridge goes over the railroad tracks. So I'm facing southbound on high. And Anyway, I, I pull in and I parallel park. And I whip open my car door to get out, and right as my door opens, wham! The most sickening thunk, swack noise. I whipped open my car door, and there was a bike courier coming up the way. And, uh, I mean, I just absolutely took this guy out. He hit my car door, and he was moving. And he hit it, and he flipped right over my door, as did his bike. Lands in, lands in High Street, almost, almost gets runs over uh, by a city bus that goes sailing by. And I'm absolutely mortified because when I had pulled out earlier down the block, I was pulling out, I was hanging a right, right by uh, Martini. I forget what that side street is. Is that Vine? Anyway, right by Martini is where I'm hanging the right. And I looked down the road. I didn't see a bike bike rider coming. I ride bike myself. I'm usually very conscientious of that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm just shell-shocked that I've done this to this guy. I get out of the car. I'm 
apologizing profusely. He's livid with me. He's gets up. He's bleeding from the head. His uh, front tire is at a 90-degree angle. Don't you look before you open your door. He was letting me have it. And I said, man, I am so sorry. And so I, I get him out of the street, and I get him up on the sidewalk. And uh, I said, we got to call you an ambulance. And he says, no way. I, you know, I don't have insurance, and I don't have the time and the money. And he's got his satchel. He was off to deliver something somewhere. And I said, really, I, we got to call you an ambulance. I said, I, I'm at fault. My insurance company should pay for this. He was just more content on arguing and yelling at me. So he storms off, okay? Sayonara, pal. So as I walk over, uh, another gentleman that had parked just in front of me, him and his son, get out of the car. And that guy comes up and he says, if he hadn't hit your door, he would have hit mine. Because he goes, I, I, my door opened up just a second after yours did. And I said, well, did you see me? Offer to get him medical assistance. And he said, absolutely. I said, can I have your name and number just in case? And he's like, sure. So we explain, we trade that info. I walk back and I'm trying to close my car door, which is absolutely sprung. There, there's no way it's going to close because it's bent so badly backward on its hinges. And then who happens to roll up at that point but Johnny Law. Great. Asks me, what's up, fellas? And first, I, you know... My inner voice said, just don't just say everything's fine and don't answer the question and hope they go away. No, I decide to be honest and I tell them exactly what has happened. And so the two cops look at each other and they said, what do you want us to do? And I said, I think that guy needs medical treatment. He's got a head injury. He's bleeding from the forehead. I'd hate to find out this guy slips into a coma and he you know, dies in his sleep overnight. So the police officer tells me, he says, all right, we'll go looking for him. But if we find him, we're going to cite you. <laughs> and I say, well, why is that? And uh, they said, well, you know, you, he didn't, I can't remember what his answer was at that specific time. He just kind of mumbled something. They take off. I'm trying to get my car door closed. Can't do it. And I'm thinking, do I get in the car now and try to drive home? trying to hold my door shut, and I got probably a good 20-mile ride to get home. Am I going to get spotted and pulled over and ticketed anyway? So sure enough, they come rolling back, I don't know, seven, eight minutes later, guess who they got in the back seat? They got the bike courier. So he gets out, and they come over, and I'm apologizing to this guy again. By this time, he's cooled down substantially. Anyway, so they drop him off. Everything's good, and the cop walks up, and he writes me a ticket for failure to yield to a pedestrian. <laughs> Which sounds like I've run somebody over in a crosswalk. Like I just didn't even care. <laughs> All I was concerned about is this guy getting some medical treatment, which I thought he deserved and, and, and should probably get. And, uh, and I'm the one that ends up getting the ticket over it. And at this point, the guy admits, he comes up to me and he says, you know what? He goes, I was riding way too close to, uh, to traffic. And even when you're a biker, you're trained to keep an eye and look for car doors, look for people, you know, getting out of their vehicle. And you don't ride that close to parked cars in a situation like that. So he was, you know, he was all, but I'm the one that ends up with the ticket. And uh, I call up a, uh, a friend of mine who was a, a former a police officer because I, I got my um, my thing to uh, to appear in court 
And of course, it was going to coincide when we were going to be out of town. And I said, do I ask these guys, do I get the court date moved so I can go in and fight this? And, uh, and my, my ex-cop friend says, you know what, you're just going to have to eat this one. That's just what's going to have to happen. Because you're, 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 even if you move it, you're probably going to lose and blah, blah, blah. So, of course, my insurance goes up. And to this day, like I said, it chaps my rear end that I was doing this. I thought I was being the better person, the bigger person, the good, kind-hearted person. And it did nothing but cause me grief and cash and trouble and money. So I really want to find out tonight, what, uh, what is your good deed that uh, did not go unpunished? Did you help somebody out only to turn around and have them, uh, you know, crap on you? Because I know it's happened to everybody in one shape or form. And uh, so I'd love to hear your story. 821-WTVN-800-610. WTVN, if you care to share. And like I said, we'll get on those. And, you know, I... After the guy stormed off on his bike, I was almost like, well, screw you. Then whatever happens, happens. And it it turns out, like I said, when he got hauled back in the old uh, cop car there, and he was uh, much more uh, level-headed and remorseful at that point, then I thought, you know, I did a good thing here. I helped this guy out. And uh, hopefully, you know, that he went on and had a a success. Who knows? Maybe he's listening tonight. Maybe he could call and recount his side of the story. The 6 o'clock six-pack with Dave Mann. News Radio 610 WTVN. Tonight, talking about no good deed going unpunished. When did you think you were doing the right thing to be a good person, and then it just blows up in your face, and you end up, I mean, taking the proverbial hot poker, you know, up the backside there? Let's start off with Kevin. Kevin, thank you for calling 610 WTVN. Tell us your story, Kevin. 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 All right. Thanks, buddy. Let's move on to Doug. Doug, thanks for calling 610 WTVN. What's your your story, Doug? Hey, uh, you know me. I'm a fireman, and uh, it was wintertime, and I was on duty, and we had to go to the grocery store. And it just snowed like a foot, and it was really bad. And we had this old guy. He was kind of our station buddy. He used to come and visit us. He was about 80 years old. He rode one of them little scooters. And his his nurse had to come to his house, and we thought, you know what, let's stop and shovel his driveway. So we pulled the fire truck over and shoveled his driveway out for him. Went about our day. We got a complaint, and we got ordered not to do that again because someone called in, and uh, we we were told we did the wrong thing, and they were going to write us up, but we didn't get wrote up for it. But uh, that's that's some concerned citizen didn't think we were uh, doing the right thing by shoveling this disabled man's driveway. So, so the, in their mind, you know, you should have been worrying about, you know, the, the fire bell alarm going off. And instead of doing that, instead of, you know, like you said, making the most of your, do you think that person was just jealous that they didn't get their shoveled too or something? I, I do. I think they think we should have done <laughs> theirs. I don't know what the heck. So, so you've never done it again. Well, we were told not to, but yeah. we still did it. What we would do 
is uh, I would have uh, someone ride for me, like if we had an extra fireman. Yeah. I'd just take my own truck up there yeah. and do it with a good do it myself. Well, yeah. Well, Doug, uh, thank you for doing that. I, I appreciate it. Sorry you got the raw end of the deal on that. But please, you know, continue to do that kind of good stuff, especially for, you know, the elderly that can't handle it. Uh, Ed, thank you for calling 610-WTVN. What's your story of, uh, you know, no good deed going unpunished? Oh, hi. Yeah. Um, when I was a college student, I lived in Florida with my parents, and uh, I was home by myself. And I smelled something burning, and uh, I looked out the window, and across the street, this guy had a Volkswagen in his carport, and the whole thing was up in flames. Hmm. And uh, so I grabbed my dad's fire extinguisher, and I wasn't really sure how to work it, but I ran across the street and pulled the pan, and I started putting out his car, because it was like licking, uh, the flames were licking the under, you know, the roof of the carport and his house. Mm -hmm. And uh, he grabbed me by the arm and said, what are you doing? (laughs) I said, I was just so shocked, and he didn't want me to put the fire up. <laughs> but I just kept spraying, and finally the fire went out, and, uh, and he didn't say anything. He, he couldn't say anything, and I guess I just, and, uh, you know, I saved his house. <laughs> I went back home, and, <laughs> do you and my dad, a few days later, my dad said to me, what did you do to make that guy cross the street so mad? <laughs> I said, I just put out his house fire. <laughs> and, uh and I never heard the, uh, what he was up to. I don't know if he was trying to burn his house down on purpose or what. I mean, <laughs> well, his car was totally burned <laughs> up, but at least I saved his house. Well, know? Ed, uh, thank you for sharing that story. That is the conclusion that I would come to, is that he was uh, trying to collect an insurance check on you know, uh, his, his property going up in flames. Patty, please stay right where you are. Keith, you too will get to you. If you'd like to relay your story of uh, your good deed going punished, grab a line at 821-WTVN, 800-610-WTVN. The 6 O'Clock Six Pack with Dave Mann. News Radio 610-WTVN. Just a reminder, tomorrow night is a beer show. It'll be in full effect. Warped Wing will be in. Warped Wing, based out of Dayton, Ryan Hefferton and uh, the Warped Wing crew will be in to talk about uh, their beer stylings. Musical guest Frank Harrison tomorrow night on the Six Pack. So uh, make mental note of that. Tonight, talking about uh, good deeds that uh, get punished. The old phrase, no good deed goes unpunished. I shared mine earlier in the hour where I was trying to help somebody out, and I ended up with a um, a citation from Columbus's finest on the deal. Let's get with Patty. Patty, thanks for calling 610 WTVN. Patty, what, what did you do that got you in hot water? I was in high school, and I was cutting class, and I was downtown <laughs> Columbus, and this lady i was at broad and third and i'll never forget this this woman crossed the street and she got hit by a car so of course i ran across the street to administer aid and help her and you know and this was back in the time there were no cell phones or anything so yeah i had to call the police cover her up with your coat give me your coat mister and cover her up and all this was going on well when i got home I was dying to tell my parents, but I couldn't because I was cutting school. Right. But unbeknownst to me, the dispatch had come to the scene and had taken my picture. <laughs> oh, no. Had taken my picture 
and from the back, and my parents saw it in the newspaper. And they said, what did you do today? And I said, oh, nothing. You know, and uh-huh. I got grounded for half my life. But it was it was so funny because I had no idea. And in the headline in the paper, it was it was um, people still care. And there was me in the picture, and then a couple other people that we were all helping her. And and she brought. I remember she had a really bad broken leg. And then I went on like nothing happened. And did not know that the dispatch had showed up. Did you ever, did she ever thank you? Did you, I mean, was there oh, ever, was she unconscious? She, uh, you know? she wouldn't, she wouldn't let go of me. I mean, she kept holding on. She said, don't let me go, don't let me go. Oh. And I, I stayed with her until the ambulance came and she wanted me to ride with her, but I, I didn't. But <laughs> I said, but I did check on her, but it was, it, it was just hilarious when I got home because my dad actually came home early from work. And they saw the paper already. Well, what did you do? And I said, oh, no. And they, they whipped out the paper and said, so, well, who do you think this is? <laughs> what did you do for the rest of the day then, Patty? Uh, actually, I, I I was grounded forever. No, but oh, I mean, yeah. after it happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nothing. I just went shopping and, you know, as if nothing happened. And the, and yet I thought well, that was really uh, you know. So were, were your were your parents mad at you? Did they just feel like they had to ground you because they had to give you something? Or or yeah, but they said we're so proud of you. Yeah, but you're grounded. <laughs> that is a great story, Patty. Uh, thank you. See, for- I'm, if my if my kid if I find out one of my kids does something <laughs> like that. I'm I'm probably a little ticked off. They skip school, but I I think maybe the grounding lasts maybe a, like a weekend, not not a whole. She said it sounded like half her life. Yeah. You know. Well, when you're a kid, it seems like half your life. The funny thing is, is that I could absolutely seeing that happen, see that happen in today's day and age with all of this technology. Everybody's oh God, got a yeah. camera. Every there's surveillance stuff. Every but for her to get busted by, by a, the, the dispatch photographer who happens to show up. That is, uh, wow, that's a great story. Let's get with Keith. Thanks for calling 610 WTVN. Keith, no good deed goes unpunished. What happened to you? Well, a number of years ago, uh, I've been in a a pretty fortunate position uh, in work and and everything, and I've always tried to help everyone in my family, so forth, but uh, my elderly godfather was in a tight position, and um, I decided to... Uh, moving closer to, to us, and uh, so I bought him a condo. Wow, up here nice. In bought up here in Northwest Columbus, uh, and uh, this was back uh, um, about 2005. Keith, you want to paid adopt 90, me? Paid paid ninety <laughs> <laughs> paid ninety thousand for the condo, and uh, actually uh, just did a simple transfer on death attachment to his will, and uh, then got him a newer used car and, and furnished the condo, Jeez. and and for for, for that stuff we did uh he said he'd just get a life insurance policy to repay me for all that which was fine uh, obviously i was going to get the condo back so that was not an issue and hopefully it would go up in price well he passed away two and a half years later and uh uh he uh he uh, did get the life insurance policy on the car and the uh, furnishings to to repay me however it was a accidental life insurance policy and he didn't die in an accident mm. so i didn't get any reimbursement on that and uh he went and got a mortgage of fifty thousand on the uh, on the condo. 
So when when I went to uh, uh, you know uh, do the transfer on death, I learned there's a lien against a different key bank, and that key bank wanted paid before I could get title to the to the condo again. Oh, so essentially, so essentially, I had to buy my own condo two times. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, the fact that you can laugh about it is amazing. I, I uh, that you well, you trump my story big time. Yeah. It's uh, it's all you can do is try to laugh. You know, if you can't laugh at yourself <laughs> in life, you know what else do you have? So. Well, Keith, uh, God bless you. I mean, you sound like an absolute uh, good Samaritan, and uh, wow, I bet that gentleman was lucky, and uh, he was lucky to have somebody like you looking after him. Jason, let's uh, slide you in here real quick. No good deed goes unpunished, Jason. What happened to you? Well, it's kind of a strange deed. I, well, I'm, I'm a former United States Marine, and I love the First Amendment. Just absolutely relish it and love it. And so when I get in, I love talking to college students, and I was talking to two college students about six things your college professor never talks about. And what's interesting is, even though I am a Christian theist, Dr. Berlinski, he's an agnostic when it comes to matters of religion, and and he talks about the problems of Darwinian macro-revolution, even though he has more of leanings towards atheism and agnosticism, but he sees that there are problems there. He's, he's a, a free thinker, and, uh, and I like to think so am I, even though I'm a Christian theist. And I didn't even say I was a Christian theist. I was just talking about the problems of atheism with these two really sweet college students, and we were just having a great conversation. But this lady next to me, next to us, was just happened to be in this aisle where we were, and she got mad as a hornet. I mean... And I could have been an agnostic just saying, hey, here's some problems with atheism. You know, cosmos, reason, information, morality, evil, and science. Uh, and she got so mad. She goes, stop annoying these two people. And I said, I said, girls, are you guys annoyed? And she goes, no, we don't have I said, miss, you might be annoyed. But, uh, but they're not annoyed. And, and you were just listening in. And uh, I said, it's perfectly okay. That's why I served in the Marine Corps, so you can have freedom of speech. And, but I didn't even get a chance. I didn't even get to any conclusions. I could have been just an atheist like her. I'm assuming she's an atheist, but she saw where the arguments were going. And I could have said, hey, these are some problems we have as atheists. We need to try to solve them. So anyway, thanks a lot. Thanks for letting me talk. All right, Jason. Have a good one. Uh, Steve, hang on the line. We'll get to you next. And if uh, anybody else wants to contribute, a uh, no good deed goes unpunished story. We'll grab you at 821-WTVN-800. 610 WTV. The 6 o'clock six-pack. No good deed goes unpunished. We're sharing those stories this evening where you thought you were doing something good. Turns out it blows up in your face and you end up paying the price. Let's get to Steve. Steve, thanks for calling 610 WTV. And what's your story, Steve? Yeah, Dave, um, yeah, I work in the food service business and... Um, Unfortunately, to the point where at this time I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck, but believe me, there was a time I did, and I have a you know I have a soft part in my soft spot in my heart for you know people that are in that position, and yeah, my coworkers occasionally you know they're you know they're either forced to uh, have their wages garnished by the IRS because they owe owe them money and they don't have any extra money to, you know they don't and they can't afford to have that happen or. <clears throat> it's a you know, help out a family of four. Okay, uh, buy groceries or pay the rent. You know, you'd be kicked out of an apartment, or you guys don't. Go, you know, you can't. So I give me, you know, help them out. You know, you know, three, four hundred dollars, whatever. That's very and, kind uh, of you, Steve. And then they end up skipping out on you. <laughs> like uh, they, they change jobs or get fired or 
two of them got fired and two of them just changed jobs. Like, really? And then I find out, like, two of them anyway, it, 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 one of them got a scratch off maybe for like three grand, another one hit, a, hit, a, hit some daily numbers for, you know, for, you know, a couple foul. It's like, you know, you going to pay me the $300 you owe, or the $400 you owe me? Oh, nope. You know, you're never going to hear from him again. So, so, so do you continue to be a kind and generous person, Steve? Well, or my parents you... told me, you, know, you always helped out the less fortunate. So, yeah, I, I've helped out probably another six people, you know, over the years. And, you know, I've been paid back. So I've been burned. And I'll probably be the same. You know, it'll probably happen again. You know, I, I, you know, I never give out more than I'm expected to lose, though. You know, it's like gambling. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> n- n- never borrow. I mean, typically, when you borrow somebody money, you should almost just look at it as you're you're going to lose it. And everyone's and, told me that all my like my brothers and my friends, like you know, you really shouldn't do that. But I, I try not to get in too deep. You know, it's like, and, but these are people that I really consider almost like family. Yeah. It's like really, you're gonna. You're, <laughs> well, you're a good you person, get, Steve. I, I I appreciate your call. Thank you for sharing that with us. And and it's nice to know that there's uh, still kind-hearted people i don't know that i would be as forgiving as steve in a in a situation like that so uh yeah you know that's one of those things they they tell you don't lend money unless you're prepared to lose it which which is a good standard uh you try to help people out what's really the the bummer is when you get shafted by your own family you know when you rent uh, when you uh, loan people money or something and uh, and it's your own blood and then uh, they don't bother to pay you back, but suddenly they're going on a Florida vacation, or all of a sudden they're driving around in a new car. Ron, thanks for calling 610 WTVN. No good deed goes unpunished, Ron. What's uh, what's your story? Well, I, I think I may outdo you, uh, even the guy with the $90,000 condo. So I'm going to college, uh, and I'm friends with some of the girls in the dorm across the uh, sidewalk from mm-hmm. it. Okay, you gotta make and it. Gotta make there's it quick. One girl, I really want to try to go out with. She's a really pretty girl, and I worked on it for three, four months. And finally, one day, she tells me, "My roommate wants to lose her virginity, and if you will do that for her, I will go out with you." Mm-hmm. What? I, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, oh, we could talk about that. So uh, to make a long story short, since we're running out of time, I uh, I had a nice weekend with this girl. She's a nice enough girl and all that. The other girl was a ten. This girl's like six, seven, just an ordinary girl. <laughs> so do that. The next week, I go out with uh, the ten, mm-hmm. and we have a nice weekend, and that's it. We never go out again. And of course, I'm sure you've already guessed. Two and a half months later, her f- roommate uh, turns up pregnant. Mm-hmm. So out of the deal, I uh, I got my oldest child and my wife of forty four years. <laughs> well, congratulations, Ron. I'm glad to see that uh, that had a uh, a happy ending. He so. got a wife out of it. Is that the punishment? Is that what? He, is that <laughs> truly no good deed goes unpunished? And, and I, he got a kid too. Hopefully, the kid wasn't a juvenile delinquent or or anything like that. Uh, Carl Lagerfeld died the other day. I didn't know who Carl Lagerfeld was until they were uh, talking about it uh, on, uh, I don't know, was it, um, what is the ABC show? Good Morning America, is that the one? He's got a cat, Chopette. Cat's seven years old. The cat has 157,000 
followers on Instagram. This uh, this fashion icon was worth about $300 million at his death, and they figure the cat is going to get a cut of that. I don't know how much. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can get some, maybe we can commandeer some of that money for our Ohio road project. Uh, we'll see what we can do there. Beer show tomorrow night. Warped wing in from Dayton. Musical guest Frank Harrison. We'll do it on the six pack tomorrow night. Six oh six News Radio six ten WTVN.